Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, welcome back to the Coach Steve show today. Who came back? I did not scare him off. Is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the biggest guest I probably had on is Coach Rudolph from Ohio University, the O line coach. Coach, welcome back. Thank you. Two things about that. Number one, um, I did such a poor job the first time. I felt like I had to come back and try to at least redeem myself. So that's that's the first thing. And the second thing, like I said the last time when. You said I'm the biggest guy that maybe you've ever had on the show. Uh, 
man, we we may be dragging the bottom of you're dragging the bottom of the barrel calling me big time. I can promise you. Well, because some coaches when they get to Division One, they're like, nope, I'm too busy, or they just don't talk to us lonely high school coaches. There's some that don't. I think you're one of the only ones. I've had others, but I think you're the biggest university-wise so far. No. You know what, Coach? My dad was a high school coach in Mississippi for years. Um, um, and I, I understand. Um, and, um, heck, there are, far more, there are far better coaches coaching junior high football, um, coaching high school football, coaching Division three football, coaching Division two football um, than, than I am. You know, so um, two things. One, always, always want to try to help anyway, anyone, any way I can. And then secondly, I think I can learn from in, anyone, anywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, um, the level that you enter is, is what you've chosen. It, it says nothing about your knowledge of the game or, 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 you know, the ability to teach the game. So, um I appreciate that, but you know, I'm just old. I'm just old high school football coach from South Mississippi that lucked up, and found his way to Ohio. Yeah, if you guys hear a dog barking, it's the 95 pound chocolate lab in here somewhere. She's barking this morning. That's something. We're probably in danger of a squirrel coming at us. And yes, we have squirrels in the Chicago suburbs. People don't believe that. There's, mm. there's, there's animals. It's not all city and. Um, and then we just talked, uh, things are going good over there real quick. You know, we, we talked yeah. about, but things are going good. Everybody knows that coaching change, but like we yes. talked about before, it's really nice when the staff stays together. You know what I mean? There wasn't this big yeah. change. So now you yeah. like we were talking about just a second ago. Now you can keep that consistency instead of blowing it up. Correct. And I, coach, I want to thank, you know, our president, uh, our athletic director, um, Julie Cromer, and uh, the, you know the, the the whole administration of Ohio University. I think they uh, you know they they looked at it and said you know what's best for our university, what's best for our football program, our athletic department, our football program, but more importantly, what's best for the young men that are already in our football program. And you know that's how they made the decision to uh, you know hire to hire from within. Uh, Tim Allen's a rock star. Um, he should have gotten an opportunity like this a long time ago um, at, at very many other places. So he is very, very ready. He was actually, he's been a head coach at a national championship football program before um, at, at, uh, at an NAI school in Oklahoma uh, back before he hooked up with coach Solich at Nebraska. Um, so it's not his first head coaching thing. And uh, he's been highly successful as a head coach highly successful as an assistant. So, Hey, I think it was his time. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're, you know, losing coach, um, you know, but then we're excited because we think Tim is, Tim is the uh, right man to take over for coach. And it's just going to build on the foundation that, uh, that coach Solich has, has put in place here over his 16 years here. And everybody should know on another podcast, we talked about the Mac and a lot of us picked Ohio to win some games this year. So there's, uh, there's some. We're gonna add some pressure. Thanks. Appreciate it. 
Oh, I'll way, be watching. Way to ruin my Saturday morning as I've been up watching film and I have to go back and watch some more. Thanks. Oh, you want to watch our film? You'll, you can watch ours and be like, I feel better. Uh, <laughs> and I want you to know, last time we talked, I said I was an Ohio shirt is coming. I told Banster I got one, but it's delayed. It's been a week. There's <laughs> truck driver shortage. Yeah, there's a truck driver shortage. I've heard that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, like we didn't get our helmets. We've only had our helmets for two weeks. Like, that's what – and then the school we just joint practice with, they've only had them for a week. That is crazy. Like, that, when we practice with them, they were in shoulder pads for the second day. Like, that, nobody's getting them till now. Wow. So, I'm worried about injuries in the fall. Like – No doubt. And you – last time we talked, you, I, I didn't realize what you guys have gone through as far – really, not only you as coaches, but your kids – and, and because of how everything got pushed back in the spring and, and what they've gone through, what their bodies have gone through, and honestly, what their minds, I mean, they've had no mental rest either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so uh, in combination with, with the, the equipment problems and, man, there's, you know, I, I agree with you. You worry about the safety of the kids. That's why after next Wednesday, they are off until August 9th, and then that's when we get rocking and rolling. So they get a nice break. Yeah. We get a nice break. We, we, yes. We're, we're getting burned out, too. Uh, in high school, some coaches are there every day. Some can't be there every day. But us that right. are there every day, we're getting a little burnt out. Yeah, I bet. Then we get rocking and rolling and then back to school and, you know, back to fighting – things that are going on in the world right now that we're, we're not yep. going to talk about. It's right. maybe a step backwards, but that's the next right. fight. We gotta, right. Yeah. Um, but I know you're short on time. I'm going to dive right into it. We're going to talk more zone because that's awesome. All, that's all I've been doing is finding stuff on YouTube, texting people, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on with our kids. So I was going to ask you like for your guys inside zone. And maybe we talked last time. I don't remember. When you go up against an odd man front, because you combo yeah. zone, so when you go up against an odd man front, 3-3, three, 3-4, three, 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 doesn't matter, are you still telling them to, like, look for a combo with the zero tech? Because, like, we used to triple team. But then what scares me with that is the bad angle you may take for a backer. Yes. Um, do you guys still look to combo, or do you tell them to go to a tr- their tracks to get up to that backer? No, we still combo. Um, and we will combo the nose with a backside guard and center. Uh, the front side guard is actually going to uh, read the knee of the front side technique. You know, so most three three teams, I'm assuming you're you're seeing a head up nose and two five techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, if we're running zone right, and when I say zone, I'm I'm referring to inside zone. But we actually, as uncovered linemen, we use a scooch technique. Um, so I think that keeps us square. Uh, it also gives me the ability to really stick that outside foot in the ground and get vertical to a backer. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes um, when you bucket step, uh, you know, you naturally cross over a little bit when you're uncovered with a second step. And I start running a little bit of a bow to the backer and that backer can back fit me a little bit. And I'm not, so we actually laterally scooch so that I can stick that outside foot in the ground and we read the knee. And if the knee of the five technique, if the knee of the five technique, we call it up and away knee. So if the, if the inside knee goes up the field or away from me, 
then when that second step hits the ground, I'm going to stick that outside foot in the ground, and I'm going to become very strong vertically and strong with my backside half. That way, if the nose, as, as we stick our head slightly front side with our center on the nose, or if we're getting any type of blitz movement from the backside and we're getting big movement from that nose, that'll create a natural combination between our front side guard and our center with the movement on the nose. If we're not looking back, we're not looking back for movement, but I'm going to stick that outside foot in the ground and really bang back vertically. And I think it does two things. I think it, it creates strength to, to help me with any movement coming from my backside. And it also gets me vertical on, on a vertical path to that backer so that I can't get back fit, mm-hmm. but I also suck the air out. You know, the thing I, the thing I like about working against an odd front, uh, especially on the inside zone, is the defense has created bubbles for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I want to try to maintain those bubbles as much as I can. If you just take that front side stack backer and walk him down and he's a three technique, now I've got to get vertical distortion. Well, he's already given me vertical distortion by alignment. So I want to get and I want to suck the air out of that block as fast as I possibly can to maintain that bubble in the defense that they've already created for me. Um, So that's what our front side guard is doing. Our center against an odd stack look is going to, we call it leaking. I'm going to leak my, we call it a load deliver. So I'm going to, I slightly leak my load. Some people would say it's like a small bucket step, but I don't want to think I'm bucketing because I don't want to run away from my help. I've got backside help. Mm -hmm. Run away from that because now we're starting to get split between the backside shoulder and backside hip of the center and the front side of my guard coming to me. But I'm going to just slightly leap front side, and then my second step is a deliver. We teach, we teach a half bench. Um, I'm coaching college kids. I think there's also conversation to teach an actual 45-degree 40, uh, flipper right there, potentially, if you're coaching some undersized kids, maybe who, whose strength isn't what it needs to be, that could be a whole different conversation. We could talk hours just on that right there. But we teach a half bench with a backside hand. We want to drive the backside palm of the hand through the sternum of the nose and force the backside or covered hip vertical. We want to get vertical with a second step through the cut through the crotch of the of the nose okay but vertical i'm not i don't want to see this with the center i want to see this with the center i want to see it trying to get vertical and strong with the backside half and then our backside guard is uncovered so he's doing just what the front side guard did he is scooching and our landmark is the midline so center fit and half man I'm going to take whole man if we're working to a middle stack. Now, if we're working to a backside stack, then we fit the combination a little bit differently. But middle stack, our track, we're pressing front side. So we're saying that unless unless there's some type of movement, that back, the front side stack backer should be fitting front side or our back is not holding him front side like we need him to. Right. So we're going to go ahead and work to overtake by the backside guard unless I get movement away. 
I get movement away, then all the things we just, now I'm going to bang back because I may be getting movement from the backside. I may be getting some type of pressure uh, where they're knifing a stack guy in B gap right there. I'm going to try to create a combo in the backside B gap if I'm getting movement out of the nose front side on my way to the middle stack back. Yeah, because we last year we I almost triple teamed. You know, instead of taking if I'm the right guard, I didn't have him go this way. I didn't take a pick the foot up, put it down their left, right. foot, and then went just to right. see if we were because we started to get we ran ISO like crazy. So we were getting slants, we were getting four eyes, we were getting all yeah. that. And then for some reason, my kids won't hear this. I don't care. For some reason, it's just like they just kind of look. They're not coming yeah. to the backer, or they're too worried about the nose guard. And then I t- try to tell them, I don't know if you do this, if my center can take him by himself, that's communication piece between those three. Then now right. it changes. If the center can do it by himself, because I may have a – I moved a guard to center. I might have a that's guy that can do it. Right. Now we can just go. Now it becomes traditional. Right. I still want them to peak because right. we all know if a kid takes a playoff or he doesn't want to do it, we're going to get right. this. And then my tackles – I don't know what you t- teach your tackles. I used to tell them just take the step with the near foot to kick out mm-hmm. if they're wide. But now we're getting beat across our face. So now I have to change it to like knife with the inside foot and kick out. Right. But now my guard can't go help him out if something happens. Right. So it just all changed within a matter of a week. Matter of a week, I had to change everything. We, we uh, with our front side tackle, two things about um, that, that would be different. Uh, for us, we see so much movement, whether it be whether it be four down or whether it be odd or whether it be you know the the new four eye odd what whatever whatever animal where we see so much movement in order to stop our run game. Um, so we never say center that head up nose is yours. Okay. He always has a backside combination coming to him. There are some instances against some bare fronts based off of linebacker alignments, you know, where we've got two true three techniques, true true five down fronts with three techniques. Not We're not talk, talking odd. Mm-hmm. That, that we will solo that center up and try to keep the combo on the backside three technique uh, because I think there's times if I cut that backside guard loose, to the center, then that backside tackles in a really big bind with the three technique. So there are times when when so I won't say that we don't do it, but but we don't versus odd front. The the backside guard is always in combination with the center. Um, and then secondly, with the play side tackle, um, we we one hundred percent pop our inside foot again because of all of the movement that we're getting. Um, we pop our inside foot, like you said, then angle step to drive block the center line of the cylinder, you know, because now I'm not looking at a defender. I'm really looking at a cylinder. Mm-hmm. So I may be drive blocking through his inside breast because that is the middle of the defender as I see him. But I'm going to pop the inside foot just, just so I can have that guard, even though he has eyes to him even though he's got eyes to that right there, that way, if I don't get any movement, we can, we can, I can buy that guard a little bit of help 
with my with my center on movement coming to him. So um, we try not to because I find sometimes when I cut my tackles loose, they overwork that. And so many defensive guys are great at when they feel when they feel drive block come at him or, or zone block come at him, they'll just knife the B gap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's right. not it's not it's not that's just a technique they teach. When I see when I see head come at me, boom, I knife the B gap. Well, then all of a sudden we're starting to get things piled up in there where they don't need to be. So I try to make sure that they stay where they need to be. Now, depending on the width of the technique, I may do some different things with place side tackle, but as a as a base default rule, he's gonna pop his inside foot uh, to help us handle movement. With the scooch technique, is that more lateral than yeah. I'm worried. Yeah. I, there's nothing wrong. I get worried about going lateral, losing power. Did, did you ever fear that at all, or you still can keep that power when the hips are coming through? It's uh, we gain even more power. Okay. Because I mean, we are we are creating running energy. The big thing we want to do is we want to run off the football. Well, now by me scooching. I'm creating some violent energy and, and our kids are running off the football. So when we go vertical, I mean, we've already built up a lot of momentum to go vertical. So I, I understand the, the, the fear of that. And, and it all started for me with a backside tackle versus four eyes. You know, we were seeing so much of that when, when everybody started playing the odd four eye deal. Well, I'm trying to get the backside tackle. Not, I'm trying to make that four eye make a decision. Right. Are you are you a B gap player or, or are you going to let me through to the backside back on on zone? So we started really violently scooching, and it started creating a lot of massive violent energy on the backside. And I'm like, okay, well, so then we started with our backside guard if he was uncovered. Never let anybody do it. I've never let anybody do it when they're covered. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? and I've even had some coaches ask me, "Well, have you thought about doing it?" You know, if, and when I say four eye, I'm trying to make that four. I, although I am covered by the by the four eye, I'm trying to make him a five technique. Mm-hmm. I'm make him a three technique. If that makes sense, you right. got to make a decision. I'm not going to let you sit there and play a four technique and and get the best of both worlds. So, anyway. Um, when I say we only do it when we're uncovered, I know everybody listen, <laughs> dummy, you just said, you know, when you got a four eye, but I'm trying to make him make a decision whether, so I've had coaches ask me, well, would you think about doing that on, on a backside cutoff with a guard because a two eye is just like a four eye. And I'm, I've even been playing around with that and thinking about that, to be honest with you. I just don't think that necessarily marries the track of our back and the landmark of our back, and I think it's all got to go back to where is the ball in relation to the blocks. Right. I think that's where it's all got to start, and it's all got to be evaluated, and you've got to be on the same page as your running back coach and your offensive coordinator. And, well, one kid's here, one kid – no, that is not good. Coach Steve's show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, 
and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping. And they have every single sports team you could think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Save big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. Because I think last time we talked, I told you I got in too deep with the gallop on power because yeah. I was trying to come up with a way to stay square and not give up any ground. Or We want to gain ground on power at least. Right. And I think zone might be different. I don't want to do gallop on zone because I think they're too stagnant of looking that way. They have to have their right. eyes looking for a backer. And so I think I'm in too deep of – I tell them we're galloping so you can go up the field. So I'm afraid to do a scooch and tell them now we're going to go right. laterally. Right. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a win. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. 
go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And I would not at all suggest it for this year uh, because that is a fundamental technique that I think it, it, you need some time and, a, and an off season to really work and to really train uh, for those kids to get good at it because you, you watch our kids and we'll scooch and, you know, our eyes will tell us what to do. And then all of a sudden we're violently banging back. We're, I mean, you know, we've gotten, you know, our backside tackles, you know, versus all of the, all of the squeeze scrape and stuff on zone read, <laughs> we will scooch and then we'll sit down with that inside foot and now we are flat trapping the chains and we trap the scrape back or out. I mean, it's, it, it is, it has opened up a ton of things for us in the zone game, in my opinion. I should have found you beginning of the summer and then I could have done it, but <laughs> you know, we've already talked about how crazy it was. I didn't have time to think. So it wouldn't have right. been. Yes. And yes. I had to find something that universally fit everything without. Yes. But now I'm getting to the point where, if this ain't working, how do I fix it? Right. Um, that's why we're messing with inside zone. Where's the track? Where's the track of your back? They're telling them to aim for the inside leg of the guard because on okay. ISO, we're, ISO we're aiming right behind the center because okay. you got a nose guard, center's going to double team. We want to see where he goes to look. Then right. Insert. Now, are you fitting up the combo on? ISO differently than you're fitting up the combo on inside zone. They're they're the same. Okay. Then I would say look at that because the track of your back is going to be different and the reaction of the backers are going to be different and how they're going to fit are going to be different. You you know what I'm saying? That if you if you're tracking the butt crack of the center on the ISO, but then you're tracking the front side leg of the guard on the inside zone. Um, I, I would look, I would look at, you know, if we're running ISO, I may use inside footwork with the front side guard, but on inside zone, no, I'm not because now the track of the back is, is my outside leg. I can go ahead and cut loose a little bit, you know, and, and then knowing that it's going to hold that front side backer a little bit better, uh, because of where the, where if the ball is going right, that backer is going to fit more back here. To me, just in, in my thought process, you know, where where is the ball in relation to the block? And, I, you know, I, I don't know that. So I would either look at maybe changing the combos or changing the track. Yeah, because we were heavy ISO last year, and I came in and I said, what if I can make the blocking scheme very, very similar to combo block on inside zone? We're just going to kick out the end with the tackle. So it's really stealing reps. So that's a good point. Because I'm too worried about the lineman. I wasn't looking at the running back. I let the running back coach do it. Right. That's a good point. See, I'm dumb, so I don't know. But I'm just – No, no. My eyes are so fixated on the box. Yes. So if something doesn't look right, I'm like, how can I change this block? How do I drill this combo even more? How do I – Right. So that's a good point because I think they wanted ISO ISO to hit more downhill because you got an insert. And then inside zone, you want them to look at the guard. Where are you inserting from? From behind or from front side? I, inside zone is offset. Um, ISO is behind. Okay. Where are you inserting the tight end from on ins, on ISO? From a wing. So he's right outside the tackle. And Play side or back side? Either one. Okay. 
do you do you look at them differently if he's if he is we're running it from the right we're running it to the right so it's iso called right the tight end is set to the right and he is inserting versus the tight end set to the left and inserting even though it's the same he will do both front side and back side we'll insert one guy so no, i know i know but will you insert him both oh, yeah side and backside yeah and call it iso right yeah so like if it's iso right and if we call wing left iso right he'll run to the right he's running okay, okay. i think that's why they want him to aim downhill yes because he's going to cross his face and now he can follow him if that's his Did he ever go wing right iso iso right Mm-hmm. Yep. You go wing left, ISO right. Yep. Okay. So you're going to get ISO right and two different plays, but one time the wing could be on the front side, ISO, and one time the wing could be on the back side, ISO. Yep. To me, that is two different fits on combinations as well. Right. Because. The backer reaction is going to be different because I think most defense coordinators are teaching. So, and maybe not for you guys, but if our tight end or wing or or, or H uh, H back, whatever sniffer, whatever you want to call him, but if he's traveling across the formation, a lot of defenses we see they are traveling with their eyes. Everything is traveling with so we have an ability to let our guys know up front, if our tight end is traveling across the formation, we know that and we fit that slightly different combination wise than if our tight end, we're running ISO right or inside zone right, but it's insert and our tight end is inserting from backside, we don't, we don't change our combos because backers are not going to travel with the tight end because he's not crossing the formation. So that would be the other thing that I would potentially look at as well. Um, are the backers reacting differently when the insert is happening from the front side versus when the insert is happening from the back side? That would be a, a thought. Because I know like divide zone, you guys run inside zone, but divide zone. Yeah. Well, Hey, we fit it differently. If I, if the tight end is set to the right, we're running inside zone right, and he is traveling. We fit the combination slightly different because we get we get fallback reactions from backers because they're chasing the they're chasing the tight end. So um, Tim was always great about telling us up front, hey, you know we're we're running divide zone and the tight end is traveling versus we're running divide inside zone, but our tight end is already set back here. They're not going to travel with them. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, where the back is and the track of the back, fitting, fitting the, the, uh, the combinations and the landmarks of, of the blocks, but where the back is and the ball is in relation to those blocks, and then are, are you getting reactions – based off what you're doing with your tight end slash fullback by backers. So we factor in all of those into how we fit the combinations. That's a good point because we're trying to find a tight end. We lost our 6'3 tight end. He tore his ACL in rugby before the Uh, summer. 
we're, we're trying to figure it out. So we haven't done a lot of away tight end, like wing right iso left. We haven't done a lot of that this summer. Now we've done yeah. strip zone. We've done right. all um, But that's a good point because everybody probably does this. If you run zone, iso right, we're isoing the first backer to the right. The linemen know we're not trying to get to him. We don't care unless he right. shows up. But you're right. We're trying to flow this way. Well, if we bring the tight end, they're going to flow this way. Yes. That's a good point. I would just look, I would just look at all of that and see if it fits how, where you're fitting the combos. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that when we get off here. Because I don't think we've done that this summer. Because we're trying to convert a tight end. We're trying to find – Right. We may not have a tight end this year. It might just be a wing. And that's right. – we may not have that. But that's why, like, looking at it, I started to wonder to myself, like, would wide zone help this out at all? But we haven't done anything like that. They have never right. done it, ever. Right. That's why I don't even know if I should do it now. But that's why I keep researching it. And then I'm figuring out how you block it because the aiming point's different. Yes. And then how do I drill that? How do I make sure they understand covered on covered? Is it the same as inside zone? Is it moved over? Because I know some coaches – if he's head up, you're not covered. They want the other guy to come get him. Right. That's what I've been sitting here trying to figure out for the past week and a half of how do I drill this if I come in and say, let's do this. Right. You might have the kids to do wide zone. We might be able to push them uh, horizontally instead of vertical. So, like, how would you drill a wide zone? Like, how different is it for you drilling an inside zone? To, to me, quite a, quite a bit different. Um, and then, then you know, rule-wise, um, wide zone, and I, to me, when, when you start saying we're going to run inside zone and wide zone, then, then, um, then a lot of other things need to start falling off the call sheet. Okay because both of those plays are really, really expensive, individual, fundamental plays. So, you know, when in my mind, you know, you start trying to, you know, God rest his soul, but if you've ever studied Alex Gibbs, who I think is one of the best O-line coaches ever to live, but probably the greatest wide zone coach, I mean, there's great ones out, but – I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You know, I mean, he was unbelievable at it. And he he flat out, you know, has said in clinics, you can you can run inside zone and you can run wide zone, but when you start adding, well, we're going to do some gap scheme, we're going to do some this, we're going to do some pin and pull, we're going to do some this, we're going to – uh whoa, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to really be good at inside zone and wide zone. Right. You know, because – you got to pull and you got to rob things from those two plays. And to me, those two plays have to be all encompassing. Now, I personally also am going to add on to that, depending on how much practice time you have. I know for us, it is very difficult to be married to both inside zone and wide zone for us because they eat up so much time. I believe that you need to major in one 
and almost kind of minor in the other. Buffalo was unbelievable at running the wide zone. If you want to go watch cutups, go watch Buffalo from last year. I mean, their O-line guy and what they did up front was phenomenal, okay? Um, did some great stuff. But, they, you know, they did run inside zone. They did run a little bit of duo, but that's really about all they did. But they majored in wide zone and probably minored in inside zone where if you watch the Bobcats, we're going to major in inside zone and we're going to minor in wide zone or gap scheme, you know, whatever the or is, you know, um, it's going to be a minor, um, you know. So that's just my, you know, to me, if you're going to say, well, let's be a wide zone in an inside zone team, then, some of that other stuff needs to fall off the call sheet, you know, and, and me as an O-line coach, I would, I would fight for what I just said, you know, with, with my OC, Hey, you need to tell me what you want to be. We can't be all of these. We won't be any good in any of them. If we're going to try to be all of these, you know, um, right. Cause you're just that much better than than the people you're playing. Then you can you can line up and run anything you want. Yeah, you could call peanut butter and jelly, and they're gonna be like, "You got it." And yeah, because yeah. they when I came in and the COVID year, they want to be heavy gap scheme. I said, "You got it. That's my job." Then I'm the guy that comes in and goes, "Well, what about inside zone?" Right. And I convinced them because they had bad luck with it before, and so I'm right. I'm like, "You got me now." Well, well it's fine, you know. You have to have a little confidence in it. Like, it's fine. We'll, we'll get it done. Right. And so we did. We were power, inside zone, ISO. That was our bread and butter. We knew we were going to call one. And then I got them to do pen and pull afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was it. Right. This summer, not to give anything away, I don't know when I'll release this, we're just having a hard time with a tight end. And I personally look at it and go, I don't want to run power unless we got a good kick out guy. I don't think it works. Mm-hmm. You can do power read. That you got to set it up in my, right. in my world. Right. So that's why I'm like, why don't we just do inside zone? That's got to be the play. And so maybe that's why it's more frustrating because we called it a lot. And so maybe that's why we're doing it way more than we did. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing ISO because I think, and like I said, we haven't crossed yet. We haven't right. crossed the tight end. So I'm like, this is similar blocking. So we're stealing reps. Right. Now our aiming point's a little different. Like you said, if we're doing ISO left, the right guard in the zone is going up. Well, now he's going to go back. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. And I right. think that's where they're getting confused. So I may have to go in and say, we got to marry inside zone and keep it. Right. You know, that's why I'm just researching because I'm that guy. I'm like, how can I make this easier? How can I help out this team? And my mind is just going 100 miles an hour. And then you just had a therapy session right now telling me about white zone. That was my therapy session of talking to me. <laughs> Well, and I, I just, you know, I think, you know, the, 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 the pig was committed in the breakfast I ate this morning. The chicken was just involved. Right. You know, that chicken didn't give up his life for that breakfast I ate this morning. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I, I look at plays that – I look at run schemes that way. Um, to me – Inside zone, wide zone must have a commitment. 
Right. They're big. If we're going to run these now, Hey, if you say, okay, we're not committed to that, but we want to get the ball on the perimeter, then, Hey, okay. I can get the ball on the perimeter by running pin and pull. But to me, pin and pull is not a commitment play. It is an involved play. Yes, we need to rep it. We need to work it. But we're not giving up our life for that play. You know what I mean? There's some involvement. You know, I think there's some commitment to gap scheme. Um, so I don't know that you can do three commitment plays. You know, that's just that's just me. Um, so, you know, if you're going to be an inside zone team and you got to be committed to it, then I think you almost have to say, well, are we going to be committed to, you know, not to say you can't run gap scheme, but you're going to have to know exactly what you're wanting to run gap scheme against and then get out of the plays that you don't want to handle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, all right. So, hey, we want to be in – we're committed to the inside zone. We're committed to gap scheme. Okay then you only run wide zone versus these looks and these movements and these pressures. And if it is anything other than that, we're not doing it. So then it has to become to me a check with me. Mm-hmm. Right. If that, if that makes sense. Right. Cause you don't want to waste time repping them. If you're not even going to run it that game, cause they're not giving you the looks like on film. And, correct. So uh, that's my, you know, inside zone for us, we have to be able to block everything or have an answer for everything. Right. Gap scheme, you know, or why, to me, for us, we're going to be inside zone and then we kind of make a choice as a staff based on our football team, based on, like you're saying, my tight ends, my O-line, our quarterback, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but are we going to be married to gap scheme? Or are we going to be married to wide zone? Um, you know, and and those, we're going to be married to two. Right. We're also going to run option, which everybody knows. You know, that's a, that's a staple in Coach Selwich's offense and Tim's offense. We're going to run option. So those take reps, you know. So – I don't believe you can be committed and married to three. I, I just don't. And do the other things that you have to do because you're, you're going to have to do some draw. You're going to have to do some this. You're going to have to do some that, you know. Um, but to me, there's huge commitment in inside zone. There's huge commitment in wide zone. And then I think there's huge commitment in gap scheme. If I'm going to take those and say, hey, you know what? We're going to call those three plays whatever they are, and we're going to be good no matter what the defense is doing to us. Yeah, because we may have to give up power because we just – that's what they wanted, and it's just not going the way we want. That's why I said inside zone's our answer. So that's a good point because we were going to major in both of those, and that was it. Right. Then I come in, let's do ISO Like like an idiot. Right. It worked, though. It worked. That was our play. Until I until we picked up the inside zone, but it took us to our fourth game last spring to for it to click. Right. And then the summer, I think I was too simple in June, too much technique, and not enough scheme. So now we're getting more into scheme, and I think that's right. why I'm seeing the growing pains. Right. Because we talked last time in the spring, I just did scheme and I sacrificed, right. but then it clicked. And then the summer, I flip flopped. We're gonna do right. all technique, scheme in July. Right. And now I'm seeing the growing pains of it. 
and it was the first time we saw an odd man front, so it was very frustrating. Yeah. You, get, we, you know how it is. We go against another team, they're going to come after us. And they did. And I'm glad they did because I got to right. see. I think, I'll, well, I think we can fix it, but you know how it is. I start thinking of, can I do this? Can I do this? Right. And we're not even to the games yet. Like, we still have 30 days. Like, we yeah. have plenty of time. Yeah. But there's no need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, you guys as a staff are, I think, have to make a decision about, all right, who are we, who we're married to, and who we're committed to, and who we're, who, who, what we're just involved. You know, and I think that is hugely important because the commitments, you have to be good versus everything. You know, so you as an O-line coach, we're going to have to rep odd stack. Well, they may not – our team we play, they don't run odd stack. I don't care. They may show up on it on Friday night, and then you can't tell the OC, well, we can't we can't run inside zone because they're in an odd stack front. Right. You know, know that – but I can t- I can say, hey, we're not running wide zone this week because, you know, wait, we showed up on Friday night and they showed up in a front we're not ready for. The involved plays we can take out. The committed plays we better be great again. You know, we better. So what am I committed to in the run game? Um, and I got to be great versus it all. You know, by the time game time shows up. You know, if that. If I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it does. Happened to me as an OC years ago. They on film for five weeks. All they ran was this front. So I, I told them, I said, "This is what we're going to do." But I want you to practice against an odd man. They didn't. I just kept walking down the line. They're not doing it. What they come out against? Yeah, they uh, came out three five because they wanted to mess with our angles. They wanted to mess with this. Yeah. And our kids just went like, "What was this?" Yes. Uh, my OC career. That <laughs> was fun. <laughs> I like just being the run guy. Like, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you don't want me calling plays no more. It'd be mesh and zone. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> well, Coach, I know you got to go, so I really appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it. I hope it, I hope it helped. No, it did. That was my therapy session. That was me talking that's just to some, That's just some craziness from a knucklehead that, you know – it, it, you probably should throw that out, whatever I just said, but yeah, that's kind of how we look at things. No, that's speaking my language. It's talking me off the ledge. And then I have, I'll have a vacation here coming up for a week. So more time to talk me off the hey, ledge. Recharge that battery, brother. Oh, I will. I'll be doing nothing. Because it, isn't it true that, that you can know all the scheme, all the X's and O's, all the fundamentals. But if you don't bring energy, you don't bring excitement, and the kids don't enjoy playing for you, and that you don't develop a culture in, in, in your old line room, um, it really doesn't matter how much scheme or how much technique or how much fundamentals you know if you don't bring those things. And I think in order to bring those things, your battery has to be recharged. You have to be you have to feel great about what you're doing, who you're doing it for, who you're doing it with. Um, you know, I, I think so. Hey, use this week to recharge your battery, man. So when you when you when you roll back in and y'all y'all are going, that you know you're fresh and 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 bringing the goods. That's true. We're getting the end of the dog days of summer. I think that's why we're all on edge. So I think after yes. the after the week to ten days off, we'll be back. It'll be ready. Good. 
We yeah. all know how the dog days of summer go. It's, yes. It's a grind. Good. Well, Coach, I appreciate uh, you. Hey, I appreciate it. And anytime, anything, you know, shoot, shoot. Hey, and anybody out there, go follow me and DM me. It may take me a tough couple of days to get back or whatever, but I love talking ball um, and, and trying to help in any way I can. Again, uh, I may help by telling you not how not to do something versus telling you how to do something. Uh, because we, you know, I've screwed it up a bunch. So, um, but, but Hey, reach out to me. Um, love doing it. Love talking it. And, and, uh, coach, if you need anything, holler at me. You got, I probably will. Don't you worry. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, guys, it's another talk talk bad about Nicholas Banstrom. Talk bad about Nicholas. We need another hour or two. (laughs) Have a great day. You too, guys. That's another episode. We'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.